January 1st. January 1st. <laughs> Happy New Year. Sky, we did it. It's a new year. Okay. January 15th, Friday. Friday, January 15th, 2021. That's, I finally did it right. David, yep. how are you doing? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? How did I miss that how, part? David, how is it? <laughs> What's popping? Um, in my in my right hand right now, in my left hand is the microphone. In my right hand, I'm holding a cup of tea, and um, you, you know, I think I found my combo. You know, like everyone has their. It's kind of like a thing where you want to find your own tea that like works for you, right? That has like the right aromas and mm-hmm. you know the right caffeine content that's like right for you. I think I found one. My, check this out. So I have green oolong tea, okay, right as a base. And I, I, I put orange peels, dried orange peels, uh, just a little bit, you know, like four or five. Some little, zest? Yeah, yeah, some some zest, you know, some zing to it. But the great thing is, like, it doesn't actually come up in the tea. Like, you don't get any of that sour notes in, but you get all the aromas. So it smells, like, fresh and citrusy, but you get none of that sour. Yeah, yeah. In it. So, oh, man, it just smells like, it just smells like normal tea, like normal oolong tea, which also has a great smell, in my opinion. Uh-huh. but it has that little kind of fresh bite to it with, with the citrus and apparently there's like health benefits to orange peel tea really like it's it has i don't know the proteins involved but like yeah it has like a bunch of things that lower cholesterol and, and helps digestion um i don't know though okay hear me out a lot of these websites that claim like lemon tea or orange peel tea or, or some sort of tea yeah they say these things like oh it benefits but like Technically, you can say that as long as it has like marginal, like zero point zero. Yeah, as long as it doesn't harm you, they can say that it benefits you. Exactly. So, like, I feel like you can just kind of list that. Like, did you know that if you fart at least four times a day, yeah, it benefits. That is your human amount, and yeah, extremely healthy. Yeah. Yeah. If something really has like a nanogram of vitamin C, (laughs) they're like, it is packed with vitamin C. I know. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like it's a placebo. Like the placebo effect does more work than the actual whatever benefits they claim for orange peel tea. Orange peel tea was made up by Big Orange to sell more oranges. (laughs) Big Big Orange (laughs) Corporation. No, tea was actually invented by teacups to sell more teacups. Holy what? smokes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. They, they're they playing 3D chess over here. Well, I guess... Wait. Yeah, 3D chess. Well, I guess all chess is 3D, right? Because... No, 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 no never mind. Never mind. Your head, then it's... 0D? 4D. Wait. Are, if it's in your is, head... Are, is thinking... What dimension is thinking in? Whoa. Oh, that's a good fucking thought, dude. Wait, yeah, hold on. Well, I mean, I, I argue that it could be in... In every multiple yeah no because yeah because imagine you can be thinking like you're in your room and then in the next second you could be thinking like you're on the moon so like you're transcending space-time in your mind yeah, so i feel no, like literally okay let's start with the let's start with an like, example of thinking in the first dimension okay so just just think of a singularity or, or just i think the your 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 thought itself like it its existence yeah. is yeah. a single dimension. Yeah, yeah, and then and then a second dimension though. I guess imagine a piece of plane. I guess a plane. 
Yeah, and then, and then if you okay, so then if you go imagine something in the third dimension or like okay, and then if, I guess if you think of like ah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, and then look memories, right? If you think about memories, well, it's technically fourth dimensional, isn't it? That's if you're fourth moving dimension, across right? a plane of time, yeah. yeah. Well, look at that. I don't know what fifth dimension will look like, but yeah, that's at least a fourth dimensional thing. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll you know, it was. I, I guess this was actually this is actually a great moment to mention this. So I was in like a med- so I have a friend who's like a philosophy concentrator, and he's really into like secular meditation. So like meditation that's not rooted in any like religious thought or or philosophy. Uh-huh. And he said, and he he did an exercise with our group where basically, the goal is to find where your where your uh, where you're thinking from. Like if you really start, if you close your eyes, I mean, I don't know if this will work now, but like if you close your eyes and really think like, where is your mind? Like is, where is your mind? If you think like, you know, where is my voice coming from? Where is. I can't where, handle this. Yeah. 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 Ooh, like like ooh, a lot of people, I like that actually. I like a that lot of, a lot. That, that could help me meditate. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think that a lot of pink, a lot of people kind of at first say that, oh, it's behind my eyes. Or oh, it's like somewhere above the below the base of my skull, or some people even say like in my throat, like that's where I can imagine my my thoughts are radiating what? from. But like, what he says, the the point of this meditation, and like you you will succeed once you realize, like once you start questioning yourself and thinking like, yo, where is my mind? And like really like look into it and start asking like, yo, where is it? And then what? the moment you realize that it's actually nowhere and that it doesn't exist that's when you reach a state of zen um i, I like obviously that. that is really cool yeah, yeah i didn't is. get there but i don't know it was a cool thought and it was kind of it's it was also a relaxing. song is where it? is my mind <laughs> it's a sponsored <laughs> message so. um dude how often do you guys meditate seriously because i i think it's something that I want to do more often, and, and every time I do it, I do reap the benefits, but then I just don't do it. I just forget that meditation exists. Yeah. I, I've never been one to like, hey, I should meditate right now and go meditate. It's always been like in a group setting where someone else mentions it. Um, I always yeah. feel like meditating like doesn't help me really. Like I, Like consciously thinking about meditating just makes me like antsy. I have to be yeah. like, my mm. meditation is just like not thinking. So like, well, it is I'm meditation like, though. Yeah, that, that yeah. is a form of meditation. Actually, that that's his form of meditation that he talks about a lot. Yeah, like non secular, just like emptying your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that like is meditation though. Like I think that's what the Buddhists literally do. Yeah, they just they let thoughts come and go until there is no thoughts, and then you can just go on by your day. Yeah, until you well, have thoughts again. You know, he mentioned like another type of meditation called point mutation. So, like emptying your thoughts, that's like a zero dimension thing, right? Let's let's imagine that it doesn't like you want to try to empty everything. Yeah. Point mutation is one dimension where like you you focus on a point of like really anything and really meditating about like that one point and everything about it. So, like some Buddhist monks would like meditate like about uh think about the like the sole of their feet and just think about that point and like really. Just imagine all the sensations of that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a book on that subject, and I don't remember what it's called, but th- this was written on, like, the... F- I'm. This is 
don't take what I'm saying um, <laughs> as true at all, but I think it was written in like the 50s. And this guy just decided he was going to spend like a year describing every aspect of this one place in Paris. And that's the whole book is him describing down to like every fine detail, like just looking around and being like, okay, this is a new thing that I noticed. This is a thing. Oh, look at that. And just like, do that with your body. Yeah. I'm going to try to get what that book is. Yeah. Imagine trying to get as intricate as possible and just really focus on the sensation of your toe. That would be a grounding experience. Like I feel like you'd be so focused when you opened your eyes. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever meditated in that post meditation feeling where you just feel so focused? It's like crazy. No, I, I don't think I've ever experienced like a successful meditation session. Um, but yeah, does, it, does it, Headspace help, help you with that? How, like your okay, yeah. Well, Headspace just came out with this new Netflix special, and so mm-hmm. you don't want to pay for Headspace, but you have Netflix. You have like twelve really good episodes with like amazing artwork. It's like really good, and I mean, everyone loves the Headspace narrator. He's got like the best voice on planet Earth, um, and it's amazing how much it helps actually. Like he really helps you and he like tells you to scan your whole body starting at your feet. You just slowly move up to your head, scan every part of your body. And then he like tells you just to notice the little sounds around you. And like next thing you know, you are just, you got razor sharp focus. That is Uh, cool. And the narrator of Headspace, who I think also just pretty much owns it. Like it's kind of his story in his company. Also mentioned that there's a Harvard study that pretty much proves that meditation helps you like physically, like it literally shrinks the part of your brain that cause anxiety and and stress. It physically shrinks it after like five weeks of constant meditation. I watched that stupid um, Gwyneth Paltrow goop thing on Netflix. (laughs) Have you guys heard of that? Like pseudo science. Anyways, I watched it with my mom because we were like, let's make fun of this. But apparently they like went um ice lake swimming and apparently monks like were able to not they like recorded their brain waves and they didn't even like um their brain didn't spike when they jumped into cold water because that's just how like calm they trained themselves to be wow that's crazy i mean there's that famous video of the monk burning himself right and he just wasn't phased whatsoever wasn't that for like a protest or something yeah, it was. I should definitely know what he was protesting. Monk. That's one of the most famous. Yeah, Monk burns to death. Literally, it's, it was protesting the. Was that in June '63? Oh, he was. Oh yeah. Okay. His name was. Oh, I'm not gonna try to pronounce that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, this very. Oh wow, he was like sixty. Seven, so he's probably you know he's pretty old already. I mean, it's still pretty tragic, but he was apparently protesting the prosecution of Buddhist people in South Vietnam. Wow, because they were Catholic and they were like, mm. why would you? Why would you prosecute the the Buddhist people? Aren't they like the least problematic people? I know, like how many wars have Buddhists started? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think if they ever do, they actually stop becoming buddhist so i know yeah. literally like why would you do that it just seems like that's the one religion that you wouldn't want to prosecute at all i know yeah. 
Well, I mean, Buddhism is like the least religion out of all like the religions because it. I remember yeah. there's like a there's like categories to like there's like check bo- check boxes that religions have to check off to like be actually considered a religion. Yeah, I remember like Buddhism doesn't actually check off all the boxes. I think it's like maybe like it doesn't actually promise salvation. I think it's like one of those if you like uh-huh. convert to it. Oh, I see. Um, it yeah. it shows you a methodology to get there, but it can't ensure it. So I think Taoism is the same way. Yeah, kind of the same yeah, they're idea. all like lifestyle philosophies, like Confucianism, right? Um, that's yeah. Um, well, don't they combine all three of those in China, and it's like that's the ancient Chinese religion is like a mixture of Taoism, Confucianism, and Buddhism. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's that's I think, in my opinion, the ideal ideal um, moral philosophy. Because, like, you know, one thing that religion promises is like a moral philosophy, um, but there's also all of this literally competitiveness right there's there's quite literally competitiveness between religions because the problem with that is that belief in a higher power is exclusive so you know it's it's naturally like dissonant to think oh there's this type of god there's that type of god there's you know this that but like taoism zen and buddhism and and all those they don't necessarily have like a distinct hierarchical i don't know what to call it but you know, a, a higher power belief, but they do yeah. have a ton of methodologies on like how to live life and how to feel good and, and how to literally give back to community. Like Confucianism, one of its main tenets is like, you know, live in other people's shoes. So like sometimes when kids come home to their families, normally the parents cook and the kids like sweep. I don't know. So now they switch it up. So the parents sweep, the kids cook. So it's like, understanding other people's perspective ah, um, i like that and, and yeah. it it surprises me because i mean i'm not saying this as a shot to any religion but like most people like a religion stay alive out of fear to be completely honest and like buddhism doesn't really you're not scared into buddhism right like or you're not scared into confucianism so like how do they keep that religion going like what's the I think incentive? It's just like cultural values, probably. Yeah, probably, because it's not like you're, like, I'm, these people are believing in this, and they're not guaranteed salvation, and that just doesn't bother them. And you got like six hundred and fifty million believers, so I'm impressed. <laughs> that's, when you, that's when you know you got some practicality. Good job, uh, traditional <laughs> Chinese religion. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll go around the table, right? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, beyond that today in terms of like how it's actually going, um, I had a very long Zoom day and I'm still picking classes for this coming semester. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm still faced with this really, really annoying dilemma that, um, you know, do I take more foundational courses to like, you know, prepare for more interesting courses down the line? Or since I don't know what I'm concentrating and start taking courses already, excuse me, that delve into, you know, niche subjects to, to see if they interest. And, you know, it kind of sucks that you're limited to four courses. So you got to like really just pick and choose. And um, I don't know. I, I think my, my strategy just has to remain the same. Just like pick classes that look interesting to you. But unfortunately, a lot of foundational courses just aren't that interesting <laughs> yeah um, yeah can you name some or is it kind of just not on the down low no no i can I, it's not like i'm 
I'm like I signed the NDA on this thing or anything, but um, uh, I mean like the foundational courses for the sciences. You know, I I took biochemistry last semester. There's a <laughs> there's a chemical biology course now. So biochemistry, mm -hmm. chemical biology. Um, that's like it's PS eleven, I think it's called, and you know it's a huge class. People take it if they're pre med. Um, and if you're interested in the sciences, you can also take it. But you know, there's also other courses, right, that are kind of more niche. Uh, there's one like the history of health disparity, and um, there's one on epidemics and pandemics, which I'm actually super interested in too. But I'm sure it's a very popular course because you know it's pretty. Relevant. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, Why would that be, David? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just have a hunch. You know, like you know how like stock markets, uh, stock market traders kind of like predict what's going to happen. I don't know. I just feel like. I have that sixth sense. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. I think pandemics are in right now. I think yeah. I think it's like a hot trend. I think they're like super trendy right now or something. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. I I don't know. So I I think you know it's my first year, and I think this is probably the only year where I can still stick to the mindset of just pick classes that you're interested in and not worry about like she you got to have this requirement that requirement down. Um, and then yeah, worry about it later, sophomore year. You know, I see. Yeah, because once you get like further entrenched, like you have to start exactly. worrying about knocking out those credits. Right. Exactly. And I, I'm not. I don't want to commit to a field just yet. You know, because like the worst feeling or the worst fear—not the worst fear, but it, it is a significant fear, right? It's like, man, what if I'm into this, but like, I could be into something more. Ooh, that would be a terrible feeling. You know, it's, it's just like, what what am I missing out? Like, what if this thing also interests me? I but know. I just never pushed into I wish it. there was, like, an algorithm that would tell you what your perfect career is. Yeah. So that you, like, don't have to wonder. Like, it just yeah. analyzes every part of your brain. It's like, okay, you would like this the most. Yeah. But I think... Oh, I forgot. I forgot how this relates to like a philosophy of uh, that I've heard of. I think it was like an Avengers movie or something. But Thanos um, <laughs> said this thing one time that I thought was really cool. <laughs> Maybe, but but it's like it's kind of like I don't think an int I don't think people are born with like an interest in mind, as in like a field or or because that never makes sense, right? Because careers are man made. They're they're artifacts of humanity. So there's no way it's like built into your genes, so to speak. But like yeah. you make it a passion when you define it as your passion, right? Like it becomes after it becomes. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but like that does make sense. You know, so yeah, like I don't think there is a right thing for you. I think you have to make it the right thing for you. Mm. Um, and mm. that could be a, many things, right? So I don't think there's. I mean, this. Oh, 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 right. This this relates to like, like true love and stuff like that, which I know a lot of people have like different philosophies, but I think, yeah, it's like love is what you make out of it not it's not yeah it's like that the idea that there's like no such thing as a soulmate right and you you choose the person mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly um but yeah and and also um yeah i mean just a lot of things to consider and and i think probably the biggest lesson and this is i talked to cal about this i went to the snelling place that oh yeah you know, by the merced river and was uh -huh. able to have some pensive thought and you know, looking back on my first semester, I think, yeah, sure, I I did well in my classes, but did I did I get the most out of it? Like did I feel fulfilled after taking these courses? And yeah, I mean to an extent, but I think 
I could have done a lot more in terms of like really feeling the class and I don't know, interacting with it beyond an academic level and like really devoting oneself to it. Um, and hopefully I, I can use that. And, and, and I came up with some things to keep in mind this semester. So maybe I can replicate a better, better experience. So, um, but yeah, I, I think overall, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy where I am so far in terms of like looking at the classes I'm, I want to take and where that could lead me. But still, there's that, there's that biting doubt, you know, in the back of my mind, like, yo, what am I missing out? Like, for every class that I decide to take, there are 15 that I could have taken as well. And you just kind of see, like, you can picture in your mind, like, a tree of decisions, right? Where you ended up taking this branch, but there's, like, a whole other 50 branches that you could have taken. And all these branches yeah. end up... Yeah, it's terrible. And I, I wish they had, like, boiled down versions of classes that didn't take as long, that just showed you around and it wasn't like a full commitment to a course because four is not enough like that is not enough classes to like really feel out what's possible yeah. you definitely need more than that but i mean i guess you get what you get right mm -hmm. but that was weird my audio just cut out for like 30 seconds did it but you can hear me now right yeah you're good we can hear you okay but yeah so that's that's about it um yeah, overall, I'm feeling pretty good heading into the weekend. Um, and Cal, you, you know this because we talk about this a lot about like, you know, keeping your time valuable. Um, yeah. So I think this, you know, this weekend is because next weekend I start classes. Well, not start classes, but I'll be in Cambridge. So if I, I, I should or I, I'm planning on starting my like lifestyle changes this weekend. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Start getting into the, the, the feeling of like being you know, being worthy of your own time, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, I think starting the screen time thing, now you get to take that good habit there with you. Yeah. That would be awesome, yeah. And we, we now know it's possible. Like, we're not that addicted. Mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. we, broke, we broke the addiction. Well, I, I, I think we're still, until we average two hours a week, I think we can, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't shy away from the fact that we have a problem. Um, until oh, we of average, course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the goal. Us. Sub sub two for a week is the goal. It's just, oh, yeah, and it's, it, it do be tough. It's hard because it's not about like just not picking up your phone. Like that's not what it's about. Like you're just gonna pick up your phone. Like it's just a it's, it's a compulsion no matter what. But it's really just about how good your mental health is. If I'm being completely honest, yeah, and but like you have to handle that. And and then what sucks though is the phone, like if one thing goes wrong and there's just a slight decline in your mental health, then the phone can just open up a whole nother world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, just quickly on that men mention, right? That, that's the thing I think we have to focus on is like, like how can we s not like separate our mental health from like an excuse of using our phone? Um, cause it's, it's just, cause like you said, it's not the problem of picking it up. Like sure. You can pick it up, check the time, whatever. The problem is like those extended periods of time, yeah. You know those those like thirty, forty-five minute chunks that just eat away at 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 your at your screen time. Um, that's that's the part. Like, I'm trying to get into like a habit of like the moment I find myself like, oh shit, I'm doing right. Just like don't even think. Just go to the forest app. Start like just click the tree, plant the tree thing, 
and like it literally like kind of just jars you out of it because like at that point there's no take backs you planted a tree if you want to kill it you're going to lose four trees um like it just kind of forces you out of it and agreed yeah yeah it just sucks that it's kind of like mildly glitchy the forest stop like occasionally yeah both of the trees we planted have died right yeah i mean they're all my fault i should have known like because if you if you go to an other app and like close your phone it still counts that so you have to go like make sure you go back to the forest app and um then then shut down your phone um otherwise it's gonna keep running and assume that uh, you have the other app open Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, apparently you can whitelist apps too. So, like, you can like put Google Classroom and whitelist it. Oh, really? Or like, yeah, or like text and whitelist it. Okay. So I think I think there's a few emergency apps that are kind of necessary. Right. I mean, if it's an emergency at that point, I don't think I would care too much about the tree. But um... yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you need to text someone, like, I remember when one time we planted a tree, and I was like, "Damn it." Cause I really needed to, uh, I wanted to hang out with, uh, my friend Julius and I couldn't call him. So I was like trying to use Siri to text him. It wasn't working. So I literally texted him on my mom's phone. <laughs> so I didn't kill our tree. <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything it takes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely want to tell you guys how I'm doing. Yeah. Cal, how you doing? Do it. Um, some girl called me an idiot at Starbucks today. Yeah, they do be they do be messed up. It's crazy though. Like, this is the the, the corporation. I uh, think, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think we need uh like an Instagram page where if you see somebody being rude to customer service workers, you take a picture of them, and then the account is called like uh I don't know what it's called, but <laughs> it. You post go their kill face these to people. The, the account, and then it's like, if you know this person, go publicly shame them, and then we just stop being mean to customer service. Oh, there you go. Well, is that the way to go? Is it like, alien? yeah, we need to bring back public execution for for mean, rude people and customer just service. For if you're rude to somebody at Starbucks, I agree well, with that. I, I think the problem is like that mantra of like businesses, like the customer is always right. Like yeah. that just gives customers like that mindset, like oh, I can fuck around, and do anything. But the thing is, that's not even the whole quote. They took that out of context. The whole quote is the customer is always right in matters of taste. So the customer wants what they want because you know they like having blueberry syrup in their caramel latte, or like they want glitter six inch heels. But they're not always right when they're being rude and evil. I know. So I was, oh. that's what I was about to. But that's what I was about to say is like. I just don't think uh, working in a corporation is a very natural thing. Like, because basically what you're doing is you're just submitting any sort of dignity and power to the customer. And just they can say and do and embarrass you. And just you're their little puppet and you have to do whatever they say. And there's just nothing you can do about it. And it's just such a shitty feeling. Like, I can't. Oh, this is something I could never do full time. If I worked at Starbucks for more than like 25 hours a week, it would be just terrible. It would be unbearable because I can't do it. These people are so rude. 
They talk so quiet when I tell them to speak up. They think I'm rude. A woman walked in with just no mask on, not even an attempt. And she she came up to me and was like, oh, I forgot my mask. Is that okay? And I was like, no, leave. And then she went on a rant about how <sighs> she was able to wear the mask at another Starbucks. And it's just like, dude, that's not my fucking... Is it my mom? It's not my... I know, right? But it's not my fucking job to tell you to put a mask on. It's my job to make you a coffee. And it's not my job to just sit here and let you bash me and insult me. And there's nothing I can do about it. Like, don't you know that's just such an unnatural position? And such a, it's just not right. Like, I just, I'm just a normal goddamn human, dude. And it sucks to work here and you're somehow making it worse. So if you're listening to this lady who came in without a mask and lady who called me an idiot, fuck you. That was, (laughs) that was very mean of you. Wait, what was the, what was the context that, that she called you an idiot? Well, I've only been working on my own without a trainer for four days. So I don't know how to work the register at, in a full capacity yet. And she gave me a really complicated drink and it took me a long time to get everything in. And I kept asking her like, what was it again? I'm sorry. I got lost. Can you please tell me? And after asking her like the fourth time, cause I'm not kidding. Her drink was seven lines long. It was like, I wanted a different cup. I want it with different syrups. I want sub. I want extra shots of espresso. I want it upside down. And I had to kept, I had to keep asking her. And somehow she was irritated by the fact that I kept asking her. And she turned to the person she was with and said, this guy's an idiot. And I, just, I hope she gets hit by I just sat. I just stood there. And I, I was on the verge of telling her to go fuck off. But I'm like, here's the thing, though. I have these corporation shackles on. If I say that, it was my job. Because right now I'm this person's bitch and I just have no dignity and they can say whatever they want to me because they're giving me money. <laughs> I wonder well, I wonder what's like a good like snarky way to return that but not but not be but not, you know, get in trouble. Like I, I like take someone to no one? No, that 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 that's a little too Well obvious. no, they don't even that's probably what they want you to say. They like want you to be upset enough to insult them back i think that like fuels them i think the correct way to go about handling yeah. someone like that is just saying hey that's not a very nice thing to say something very simple or you can be just like overly nice to them exactly and be like yeah no, killing no, someone with kindness killing I, someone with the kindness even though it's hard to do it's probably the most effective way to get out of bully i would laugh like i think laughing is probably the most passive aggressive thing to do because it symbolizes one you're not miffed and two, you're kind of like mocking their effort at that too. Yeah, the laugh, the laugh's a good one. That's what I do whenever, like, whenever it's kind of awkward and someone's low key attacking and being rude, I'll just laugh. Um, and and sometimes it diffuses the situation, and other times, you know, you get a dub. You know, they just, they just kind of get stopped in the tracks, like, oh shit, uh, uh, I'm not the one in control here, I guess. Um, I don't know. I would chuckle. Like I think that's if I were, I'm, I can totally imagine myself in that situation. I would just chuckle and and I don't know. It, it also feels good. Like ha, you, you know, you didn't get me, and now I'm laughing. <laughs> you. You just made me laugh. I activated my defense mechanism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you could even you could turn her and be like, "Wait, what? You wanted extra whip?" Well, that's what and I that's what I wanted to do. Like, was like. When she no, called me an idiot, I wanted to go on and keep asking her, can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. What was that again? And just until I drove her completely nuts. 
Yeah, but that other method of like, um, you know, just being straightforward, like, I don't appreciate what you just said there. I don't know. That can also, I think that that can also work sometimes. <laughs> no, I really um, do believe that works because I just feel like almost you need to remind people that those things aren't good. I, I, I feel like people just don't even know, especially now during the pandemic, like r- being rude and curt is just at an all time high. Like the levels are through the it's, roof. Yeah. And I, just because you're wearing a mask, you can't see people's face. It doesn't feel like you're talking to real I know. people. It's, yeah, it's a lot like in a way texting, you know, like gives you a little bit of that, what we talked about last episode, the, uh, like that anonymous feel of like, I have this mask on. I'm a little less identifiable, right? And I feel like that has changed people's attitudes slightly, even though obviously you can still tell. But I feel like there's like a little subconscious thing there. And uh, yeah, people are assholes. And I feel like sometimes you have to remind them that that just wasn't a very nice thing to say. And I think those comments do stick with those people. But I wouldn't know because I'm not yeah. one of those people. I, yeah. I mean, I, I take pride in like being nice to service workers. Like, Me too. That shit yeah. doesn't make you happier. Like, come on. That, that's such a rewarding experience to just be like nice to them and they're smiling back. Like, who doesn't want that fucking interaction? I know. Like, don't people know that entry-level jobs are shitty and you just don't like them? Like, no matter who you are. Like, I've never really met anyone in the entry-level job world that says they love their job. Like, they all dread work and they wake up early as fuck and get terrible shifts and their managers yell at them. And it's just like, I feel like people who never worked entry-level jobs or people who were just straight-up heartless are the ones who are rude. Because they don't have the perspective. And that's another thing. I feel like our generation is just nicer to service workers for some reason. I agree with that too. And it's probably because so many of us like have to work service jobs because uh, the economy is bad. But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, th- I think the Gen X, yeah, the Gen Xers are pretty bad. Xers can be really, really rude. Yeah. Uh, boomers, though, like, I mean, I know there is the classic Karen. But I feel like the Karen is more of a early Gen X and late Boomer kind of person. But like the really old people, I feel like are genuinely... Boomers are a mixed bag. Yeah, like I feel like the the later Boomers are are really polite, patient, and they're just chill. Like they're retired. They're just there to get their coffee. But there's something about that Gen Xer. that I think they're on the verge of retirement. And I mean, they most likely... Just pro- they're starting to get great. And the hairs kids got out of the house, and they probably just had a nasty divorce because the kids finally left the house. <laughs> and life is probably not good for these people. And uh, they take out that aggression because they don't have therapy, so they have to like express their um, rude side in other ways. And they do that by yelling at children who make coffee. <laughs> so uh, basically, that's so... What, what's going on there. So, uh, Molly. Yeah. I guess it's time to you. It's time for us to ask you, right? Yeah. yeah. Putting you on the spot. It's time now. for me. I mean, how's it going? Um, it's going fine. I'm like, it's just so annoying to do online high school. Like, I the semester just ended today, and I have a B in my Spanish class, and it's the only B, and I. Like, it's because my teacher did not 
update the grades until the day before the end of the semester. So I had no idea that I was doing badly. I thought I had an A the whole time. And now I have a B. And so I had to email my teacher and tell her, hey, uh, you did not update the grades at all. So I didn't know that I had a B. And I would really like to have all A's because I've gotten like two B's my high school career. And this is kind of ridiculous. And she hasn't responded. Oh, really? Just she st- she really still hasn't funny. responded? Well, it's because my teacher has been like... N- my real teacher has not been teaching. She's just staying at home, not doing anything. Yeah. So uh, we have a long-term sub, and the sub doesn't know how to work a computer. Oh, yeah. Like she does not even know how to open YouTube. That's rough. So she was like, uh, "I just I don't know how to work the grade book. I'm not going to be able to input it." And um, the day before the end of the semester, she was like, "If you don't have things in by three o'clock, it will not get graded because I have to turn it over to the real teacher." And yeah, so it was just a huge mess and just really complicated. And I just want to just be done with school. Like I cannot handle the classes on Zoom because the teachers are so passive aggressive. Every single period is just them saying, I'm just very disappointed with you guys. I'm so disappointed that nobody's doing their work. This is ridiculous. You guys are better than this. And that's Every single day, somehow they manage to make it a complain fest. That sounds awful. That sounds absolutely terrible. I've been been not logging into the Zoom classes and just doing my work on Google Classroom because I cannot stand to listen to them. See, I haven't experienced any online classes, like, at all. Isn't that weird? Like, you, you two have been, like, in... It's just torture for so long. And I didn't do anything when the pandemic first started. And I haven't taken any classes yet because I got screwed out of the whole junior college thing. Dude, I don't know how bad it is, but everyone sounds like they're shell-shocked after all this shit. Yeah, I would definitely consider like not needing to do this. This this These two semesters is a good thing. Like This gap year is probably the best, most strategic gap year of like any possible situation. Like I... I um yeah like it, honestly if i were to take a gap year at any time in my life this would have been the year yeah but, yeah yeah so i think i think i think you you would really dodge the bullet um so i think i think you're doing very well but, okay that's it's good um, to know and i because i expected it i thought it was going to end a lot earlier i my covid projection was like we would now see the vaccine rolled out at probably like 100 million or possibly even like 150 million. Like I really thought we were going to squash this thing by January of this year, but this thing's rolling into the summer for sure. And that sucks. That sucks a lot. That really sucks. But I think, I think the beauty of all this is to like find what's complimentary and like what's good about all this. Um, And yeah, I, I mean, you know, so far for, for Molly, I guess, um, have there been any classes that like you at least enjoy, even if it's online setting? The one class I actually did really like my Spanish class just because the teacher, she's from Argentina and she like speaks three languages and she's like a very smart person. So she really cares about like teaching you not just about 
like how to say words but also like their grammar and the syntax and the culture so i did like learning spanish i just did not like every other class yeah Yeah. and i actually just i just thought of this about the pandemic if we're trying to look for good out of this whole thing i imagine it like this on my first day working at starbucks i had to do coffee tasting and so I had a little bit of Pike's Place, which is like this medium roast chocolatey c- coffee that tastes terrible. And it's extremely bitter for, for, for my taste personally. Uh, I'm not a coffee drinker. And I was eating it with a brownie, which I have never done before. And so basically what this pandemic is, is we're sipping the coffee right now. We're sipping this bitter black liquid. But I think once we get out of this, and we take a bite of that brownie, the contrast. After all this bitter coffee, our taste buds, when they finally get to the sweet, oh, it will be worth the wait. Like, that's so poetic. All we've had is bitter, and the contrast will be real. And I think, I think now this gave us perspective on how bad things can be. So I really do feel like people are going to appreciate the good. Hopefully. Probably not, though. Yeah. You know, I just want to bring something up. Um, you know, it'd be super cool for us to do one day once all this COVID shit is is over with. Um, tea tasting. Mm. I'm down. It's it's I I've done this once in China. Um, so I don't know exactly know how this translates to like an American's place, but I just quickly searched up. There's actually um, a tea tasting place in Lodi. Um, how how far is Lodi oh. by the way? Wait, Lodi. Um, oh, it's decently far. It's like just Upper Stockton. Yeah, that's it. But that's not yeah, that's terrible. Not terrible. It's, um, but anyway, so but I'll explain like the Chinese experience, which is like you enter this like kind of dimly lit place, and there's like bamboo mats on the floor, and like a really low, low, um, what is it? Low profile table, and yeah, you you, you sit and like a, a tea master comes in. And goes through like the whole ritual, of, like cleaning the the the, the teapot and the teacups. Um, like there's a whole sequence. Like you have to first boil water and pour it into each of the teacups to warm it up, dump it out, and then basically you have to wash it with the tea, so to speak. Like you have to first brew the first brew of tea. You actually don't drink. You you use it to like like kind of soak the teacups um, and and everything. I don't know why, but anyways, and then and then. You, they ask you like how do you feel or like like what what do you feel like like if you feel like high energy right now or feel a little bit sleepy or like something you want to feel or or like just just talk about yourself and then they would recommend five teas for you and he'll go and and they'll go over the whole you know they'll brew it for you they'll give you a sip um and yeah as you sip he like talks about the history of the tea and like oh you know this is this is, this is where it's grown, how they make it and all that. So you kind of get to like, you know, have a little documentary series where you set the tea. And then once you're done, does the next one. And yeah, at the very end, um, if you want, you can decide to choose from one of the five teas and, and take one home. Um, and it was, yeah, that sounds it was a really zenful experience. Uh, I definitely want to experience that again. But um, yeah, man, if, if y'all are done, once COVID is ending, I'm, I recommend us a, a tea, tea, tea time <laughs> the tea tasting uh, excursion. <laughs>
tea, tea time, tea, tea tasting time, time. Tea time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, speaking of Chinese, I've I've been trying to learn um, pinyin. Oh, really? But yeah, I, it's very difficult, but it's not horrible. So that's just my uh, little. Why, thing. may I ask? Like, I just have. I just think it would be really cool to be able to like. I know that speaking Mandarin is like one of the most difficult languages for an English speaker to learn, but like it just there's 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 just so many people who speak Mandarin. So I I'm gonna try. Yeah. To learn a little bit of it. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, peeing. Um. I don't know. It's well, if you know how to speak it, peeing is pretty easy because you just sound it out and it's all there. But yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm trying to memorize all the characters and stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, forty six minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um. So 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 Molly, what would you think? This is this is your first guest appearance on, or we're just this is the first of any guest on. How's it going? It's it's always been me and cal um so yeah glad to yeah. have a guest well i know this if i'm fun. being honest i've thought of something zencaster with more than two people is hard what do you mean it's hard because i mean zencaster with two people is easy because you know who's going to talk next but zencaster with three, with three people it's like who's going to talk and what i've noticed is when we recorded in person when we did we the students people almost had like these little hand signals. Like even if they did it knowingly or not to where they would almost like say, no, you talk, no, I talk. And that's how we avoided interruptions. But Zencaster with three people is different. And I th- I feel like the hand has to be utilized in order for three people to like, three or more people to be effective on here. But that's just me. If we were to improve for next episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just thought. Thing. <laughs> I agree sure. with you. Yeah, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, but no, I think right. Molly, you were you were you were doing very well in terms. Yes, of like, you did great. Yeah, during the conversation, and I think that's the thing. Like once you decide to like host and all that, um, yeah, no need to go so formal. You know, um, I remember when we first did an episode. You know, you were, you were definitely very vocal, but it felt like you were an announcer. And what you did here, like, you know, you brought up. You brought up the fact. Oh, we should talk about how you broke up with cat fight. Never mind. But, um, oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it was actually going on during the podcast. You just couldn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, you know that kind of ca- <laughs> casualness. I think we also instilled in we the students, right, Cal? I mean, like, I I think we we on the spectrum of informal to formal. I think we were definitely leaning <laughs> informal <laughs> by a lot. Yeah, we had some moments where we would keep stuff in where I was like, really? We kept that in. Like, that's, I like it. Yeah. And we, we even had like a few cold opens too, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like, like what you did here is, is a perfect example of what I think speaks to the identity of we the students. So yeah, we mad chilling. Also, my brother took, this is my brother's second shower in the last 30 minutes. Just wanted to let everyone know that my brother's taking three showers in 30 minutes. <laughs> I think so. I think he did. Thirty minutes isn't even long enough to get dry from the first shower. I know. I know. Showers do feel nice, though. I I need to utilize showers more, in terms of like. I'm actually gonna take a shower. Nice, nice, nice. All right. All right. 
Wait, if, if it hits 50 minutes and we're still recording, you know what that means. What? Guys, no, this is not good. What? what oh, what, no. What do you mean? What? Oh, fuck, What are you talking guys. about? Guys, this is not You're good. just going to stall for 20 seconds. What do we... Aren't you? I can't tell you, though. What? 50 minutes? What's so bad about 50 oh minutes? Oh, my God. Guys. What? This is not good. To... Oh, look. This Wait, is not good. good. Stop it. Stop it, then. Stop it. <laughs> I can't, though. <laughs> Anyways, this is a heck of a 115, 20, 21.